The Lord be with you. The only constant in life is change. So said the Greek philosopher Heraclitus 2,500 years ago. The only constant in life is change. And there sure has been a lot of change since then. As you and I, we face changes every day, whether it is a simple change in the weather, change in our schedule, our expected change of seasons. It, it, it seems like, though, we are living in a time of a lot of change, and we wonder how to deal with it. This past week, I was, I was encouraged as I was doing something that I like to do. I was spending time in the book of Psalms, and, and I was encouraged about living in difficult times, living through times of change, as here is a psalm about embracing the future with confidence, with hope. As today, I'm looking at Psalm 37, a psalm of David. It might well be one of David's last psalms because he says that he is writing it as an old man. In verse 25, David says, I have been young and now am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken. I like that. Psalm 37 is the words of a man who has lived much and done much, the words of a man who has sinned greatly and been greatly forgiven. And all the ups and downs of David's checkered life have not soured David, but they, they have quieted him and increased his confidence as, as David has learned to see God at work in everything. And David says, you can, you can, you can take it from me. I've, I've seen some years. I fought some battles. But, but then in verse 24, David says that the steps of a man or woman are made firm by God. That's David's voice of experience, that our steps are made firm by God. And then David adds this. He says, though we stumble, we shall not fall. He doesn't say if we stumble. No, no. Though we stumble, we shall not fall headlong, for the Lord holds us by the hand. I'd like to think that David is writing Psalm 37 for his grandchildren. I, I say that because he writes this as an acrostic poem. That's where every other line begins with a successive letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And they, they think that they did that in order to make it easier to memorize. And so I, I'd, I'd like to think here that David is writing these words of experience for, for his grandchildren to memorize and to live by. Of course, we don't have time to look at all 40 verses of this psalm, but let me just show you a few verses that, whether towards the beginning of the psalm and then the rest of the psalm illustrates and supports what David is saying in these first verses. I'm looking at Psalm 37, verses 3 through 7. As the voice of experience, David writes, he says, Trust in the Lord and do good. So you will live in the land and enjoy security. Take delight in the Lord and, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. He will make your vindication shine like the light of the sun. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Now, here in my Bible, I've, um, I've, I've underlined some verbs where David says, 
Trust in the Lord. Take delight in the Lord. Commit your way to the Lord. Be still before the Lord. Wait patiently for him. But I want to focus on verse 5 where David says, Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him. And he will act. David Livingston was a great missionary doctor and explorer of Africa. I mean, perhaps you know the phrase, Dr. Livingston, I presume. Those were the words that were said by Henry Stanley, who was a reporter for the New York Herald, upon finding David Livingston, who had not been seen for six years, as he was taking the gospel ever deeper and deeper into the remotest, unexplored areas of Africa. And David Livingston said that he had recited verse 5, five times a day. He'd said to himself, commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will act. And David Livingston said that verse 5, it, it sustained him and guided him through the many years that he ministered in Africa. Now, Hebrew is a very concrete language that uses a lot of word pictures. As a Hebrew word here that is translated as commit, as in commit your way to the Lord, is the Hebrew word galal, G-A-L-A-L. -A -L. And it literally means to roll, to roll away, or to roll onto. It is used in Genesis 29, verse 10, of, of Jacob who galaled, he rolled away the stone from the mouth of the well. It is used in Joshua chapter 5, verse 9, where after the Israelites entered the promised land, it says that the Lord rolled away, galal, he rolled away the reproach of Egypt. So what David is saying to us here is he's saying, Roll your way, roll your life, roll your destiny unto the Lord. I love the word picture here. It is the rolling of what might be a heavy burden that you're carrying. Rolling it off of your shoulders onto God's shoulders so that God can bear it, so that God can carry it. You take your future your destiny, your way that seems too big for you to handle. You just, you roll it onto God. You commit the law. You roll onto God the way that is before you. You trust in him and he will act. I have to thank that David Livingston recited uh, these verses five times a day because, because at least five times a day he needed to roll onto God his burdens, his fears, his worry about the future. It is something that we need to do every day and we can keep on doing as we, as we roll our way onto God, our future, our destiny. We roll it onto God because, you know, it's bigger than you and I can handle. And so we roll it onto God. There's another place where this Hebrew word galal is used and it is used, it is used by David's son, Solomon. I, I like that because Solomon uses it in the book of Proverbs, chapter 16, verse 3, where he says, commit galal your way or roll your work unto the Lord and your plans will be established. So you and I, we, we don't have to make our plans for the future. 
without God, without rolling our work, without rolling our endeavors unto him. David is telling us that, 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 that we don't have to understand everything that is happening. We don't understand where everything is leading in the midst of all these changes, but we can seize the opportunity to embrace the coming days with faith and confidence. The only constant we can be sure of is change. No, the only constant we can be sure of is God. God who never changes. The God who is always for you. The God who is always with you. I am Tim Smith, a fellow traveler. Thank you for listening. Until next time.